Hello and welcome to podcast number 80. Nice. Elisa, how's it going? It's going well. Thanksgiving and Black Friday are over. Although, did Black Friday really end? Nah, I would say Black Friday goes into the week after from Cyber Monday until Friday. It almost feels like Black Friday is going to be three weeks long this year. You know what? Nothing wrong with that. Always got deals going on. It's true, and I'm trying to finalize everyone's Christmas gift, so it makes nice. sense. That's always good. Yes, but I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. I had some coffee at 4 p.m., so I'm pretty awake, and I think that by the end of this pro- podcast, I'm going to start crashing. So you'll Very see nice. my slow decline. I didn't have coffee that late i had coffee around three o'clock but it was vietnamese coffee so (laughs) it i was pretty awake on my drive home and like i was like there was a point where i felt like i was having a panic like you know how sometimes you drink so much caffeine and your heart's pounding that's how i felt i was like (laughs) oh oh my god what's going on right now it's raining and then i got really overexcited but it's all good. I'm just like mellowing out now. I feel it. I feel, I'm kind of the same way, but I know I'm going to be like super sleepy by the end of this podcast. But hey, I mean, we're here now talking hey. about games, talking yes. about stuff, talking about random whatever. Oh, I want to I tell you something. Um, have you heard about this thing in Japan? I saw an article today. Uh, there's all these like empty homes in the countryside of Japan. And not really, not really just the countryside, but like, Oh my God. Are you going to talk about the, the homes in the countryside of Japan that have like these life-size dolls? Oh no. I was going to talk about the abandoned houses that you could get for free or you could buy for a really cheap price. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause there is another story of a, of a village in Japan that has empty houses. But if you visit that town, there's just empty, like, not empty dolls. There's apartments and houses and stores that have life-size dolls in them. And then they're, it's kind of like the city next door has, like, built those dolls for something along those lines. What the fuck? That's really creepy. Like, I I, I gotta find the story, but go on with your story about <laughs> buying a house from I'm, an empty house. I really, I really, mine's boring now. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yours sounds crazy. <laughs> Um, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's these empty houses in Japan that you can get for free or you could buy for a really cheap price. Of course, they're not technically free. Like you have to pay for the insurance. You have to pay for all this other stuff, these fees, and you actually can't just buy it and leave it. You have to live there for a while before you can actually quote unquote own it. But the fact that these are like empty homes, there's like millions of empty homes in the countryside of Japan because everyone in the countryside moves to the city. That's where all the work is. Um, okay. But but these little small towns don't have any more uh, residents living in them. So now they're just empty shells. But like some of them are still furnished, and people will, will put them up for sale, or someone will go inspect the house and will just see that it's empty and put it up for sale. So it's kind of interesting that these um, uh, these houses are just sitting there vacant, and you can get them for a really cheap price if you're living in Japan. But I mean, I might consider buying one if I ever move there. That's pretty good. But being a little bit ignorant on this, does that mean there's no one, there's no farmers in Japan anymore? Because I, I, I just, I kind of associate 
owning a house in the countryside as if you're part of maybe the farmer or rancher community or fisher community. So does that mean no one is in those livelihoods right now or am I or am I misunderstanding this? Oh, no, there's still people doing the farming work, but I'd say they're a lot farther away from the metropolitan area. But there are also some people also do live closer to the metropolitan area. Um, for example, if you're riding the train from Narita Airport to Tokyo proper, you might see some rice fields and some rice paddies. People do That's still true. work um, in these areas between giant metropolitan cities between Narita and Tokyo. But not all the houses are abandoned like you won't find a whole town abandoned. You'll just find some houses in a town abandoned. Um, they're, the, the abandoned houses are scattered all over Japan. Um, but agriculture is still a huge part of Japanese culture, and I, I don't think it'll ever go away since it's a country that was kind of founded on agriculture. So you'll still find all these little houses in different like residential areas in the countryside. Some of them might be abandoned, but I'd still say there's a lot of people still in the in the areas surrounding metropolitan cities. So... Again, agriculture is still a huge part of their okay. society. So straight, so straight up, it, the agriculture that's really far off. Sorry, not, I, I'm sorry. I meant the houses that are really far off are completely abandoned now. That's correct. Yes. Okay, got it. Unless they're tied to an agriculture city or agriculture area. For example, there's a city in the north called Akita, and it's pretty much in the middle of nowhere and then there's a really famous university called aiu akita international university and they and conduct a really awesome of- dog <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah that's correct um and they the the university is known for d- doing all their courses in english and it's uh it's a very sought after university for some japanese students but uh the area is known there's for also growing- a really popular onsen there yeah that's right uh but the area is known for growing rice is one of the things that they're really known for so there's still a lot of people that cultivate rice and uh are farmers out there so i wouldn't really and it's not really near a metropolitan area so i think that's uh you won't really find too many abandoned houses in that sector but don't get me wrong not all of japan has abandoned places again i have to reiterate that okay there's still millions of people living all across the city uh, just a lot of them are concentrated in the metropolitan areas okay got it so what is this about what's this about life-size people? So I actually just posted it on the Discord so that when people listen to this podcast they can just look at, at the general Discord chat in Nagoro. And I I um huh. I wrote I said the story a little bit wrong. So the story is that there's about forty people or less living in the village, and it's becoming a tourist attraction as they fill up a lot of their houses, stores, etc., with scarecrow dolls. And it's more of like a uh, artist art, like an artistic set, right? I guess you know. Okay. I'm just going to be honest. I guess you can say that, but I fucking hate dolls. So no matter what, if this is an artistic set, I don't want to see this because I I hate dolls. So what about Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum? Can you go in there 
and be okay or are you pretty scared of that so those wax museums i feel awkward as fuck when i enter them (laughs) like i will walk through and i'll deal with it but it's not the place that i want to be it's not popping for me yeah i know have you been to the one in the waterfront in san francisco I have, and I've also been to the one in Los Angeles, and I've been to the one in Vancouver. I don't know why my family likes to go to those <laughs> things all the time. <laughs> yeah, no. When I went to the one in San Francisco, and I was like, what the hell? Like, what? Like, oh, my mom's like, oh, look, it's Bill Gates. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I really don't, <laughs> I don't care if it's Bill Gates. I don't care if that's Obama. It's not really them. It just looks like them. I could just it's look not. at a picture online. And then there's that section with like the, the horror section with like the electric chair and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not about that right now. Like, why do they have that? Like, they're they're adding an extra scare factor. I don't know if you remember that, but there was, like, that whole electric chair section, like, the vampire dude, and there's, like, mummies and stuff. I'm like, what? This is turned into from a museum to, like, a theme park attraction. It was scary. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty creepy. I, I just, uh, yeah. I just don't, I just don't like it, especially if they're life-size, especially if they're realistic. Yeah, no, I, I mean... I wouldn't say that I'm on the same level as you as far as like the scare factor, but I'm pretty creeped out by it. And I don't know why people continue to do that. Like I get that it's an, it's a figure of like artistic expression, but at the same time, I'm like, like, uh, like why, why <laughs> just, just why in general, this isn't, this is interesting. So I'm, I'm reading through the article and the, the population of Nagaro used to be about, 300 ish people but people you know it's funny because you were talking about what you were talking about so people started moving away from the village or they just passed away so all the dolls in the village represent one of those people who have either passed away or have moved away from the village Hmm. interesting yeah very interesting apparently there's a video documentary on this so if anyone's interested i get you can look up this story and watch the video version. Hmm. I think I might check that out later. Yeah. I just hate dolls. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. I think what is okay is, um, for me are figures like, because figures are never that big anyways. Like action figures. Yeah. Action figures are okay. Like pop figures are okay for me. Cause they're not huge, but like yeah. also, porcelain dolls oh god (laughs) okay i know what kind of horror movies you don't like to see Uh, or like didn't see at all (laughs) (laughs) there we go uh moving away from dolls how was your thanksgiving slash black friday did you pick up anything did you eat a lot so Thanksgiving was pretty chill. Um, I, for everyone listening, I was in Oregon for Thanksgiving. Um, a, a cool thing that I went to in Oregon, it's located in Portland. It's called Ground Control. Control spelled with the letter K, like Mortal Kombat. Cool. And it is a arcade bar. Oh. It's, it's I think, the most popular arcade bar in Portland. It was kind of crazy. So I went there with my sister and my cousin and I was, you know, like, yeah, like, this is going to be a good time, blah, blah, blah. And then we noticed there's a line and like the line's pretty long and has gone around the corner and we're like, oh, what club is this? 
Uh-huh. It turns out it's ground control. It turns out it's the the classic arcade. Wow, when you said popular, you really meant it. Yeah, I know. I was like, "Whoa, this is a lot more popular than I was expecting." It was it was really fun though. Um it was really cool, a lot of variety. I played Tekken, uh, Tekken Tag Tournament, and then I also played Soul Calibur 2. There's a bunch of pinballs. You know, typical arcade, but it was a really good time. Um, the one thing I will say is that the food was absolutely terrible. Oh. <laughs> Don't eat the food there if you go there. What was bad about it? Was it just your typical bar food that was microwaved? It was, it was food. I don't know if they cooked there. Is what I is what I'll say. It's it felt like they bought this stuff from Costco, and put it together and overcharged me. And put it in the microwave and like, oh, we cooked this for you. Yeah, exactly. So don't get food there. It's not worth it. Just eat it. Also, you're in Portland, and you can just have dinner before you get to this place. <laughs> so, would you say that the bar is a lot like for the SF people listening? Is it like? Folsom Street Foundry, or is it more like Brocade? You know, I don't remember what we've ever eaten at Brocade or Foundry anymore. I only remember what we've drank there, which I'm, is probably the so Brocade. <laughs> Brocade only had chips, and Folsom Street Foundry had like burgers and chicken fingers and tacos. Like I remember Folsom Street. Uh, yeah, Folsom Street Foundry had actual food, and Brocade only had like chips. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember anymore. You know what? I kind of remember Foundry. This food was worse than Foundry. Well, I mean, I meant like the atmosphere, like the game selection. Was it more cabinets or was it like consoles or was it Got it, got it, got it. It was definitely more cabinets. Um, It was like Brocade if Brocade was two stories. Oh, that's cool. That's cool, actually. Yeah. All right, we we got to go to a new place. It's called Emporium, and imagine Brocade, um, but with like a dance floor. Oh my god! Two bars. It's and pool tables. It's pretty cool. We should go. Okay, sounds it's, good. It's fun. It's actually really cool. I, it's by I like the it a lot. Painted ladies. That's correct. Oh wow, okay. that was fast. You looked it up really fast. Yeah, I <laughs> I went on Google. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's yeah, it's called Emporium. It's really awesome. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm looking at the events for this and it says there's always funny in Philadelphia trivia night. That is like a very specific thing to have a trivia night about. I, Although I know. <laughs> it's always sunny is like eight seasons, so that make also makes sense. I think they're on season thirteen right now. Holy crap. I didn't even yeah. know Wow. They're Dang. they're tying the record for the longest television show in existence. Wow. No, I'm sorry. US television sitcom. Not television show in existence. I think that goes to Doctor Who. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I know for I know for the United States, it's probably The Simpsons, right? Oh, that's an animated show, but this is just for live action okay. sitcom. There's another show from the 50s. I forget the name of it, but Always Sunny is tied with it for the most seasons currently. Oh wow! And I thought I actually thought it was Hawaii Five O, but that Hawaii Five O, the original series, ran for like 12 seasons. Um, yeah, and it falls under a different category, so. Always Sunny's in the running for comedy, best like longest running comedy sitcom, I believe. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's crazy that shows like that last so long, like The Simpsons. I'm just astounded like these comedy shows last a long time. But hey, I mean, 
if it if it keeps going, it keeps going. Yeah, I'm surprised that It's Always Sunny survived for that long. Even Friends was only 10 seasons. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, well, also, Always Sunny, the, it's like 12 episodes a season. Um, mm. the, the, uh, the writers and the cast members have a lot of creative control over it. Um, and it's on okay. FX. And FX is kind of known for, you know, being a really good creative comedy outlet i mean they also and and for their kind of original content like atlanta for example is a really good show on fx Um, yes i watch sons and i watch mayans too on fx i like that channel yeah it's they can pretty much do a lot of things that other cable networks can't do because they're fx yes and i think that's kind of cool also i've noticed that with fx tv shows sometimes they just don't care about the scheduling like sometimes i'll watch for example mayans and mayans is supposed to be a one-hour show uh-huh and sometimes it goes up to like an hour 45 wow and you're like <laughs> what what is going on right now? it's what's like the, what's this movie i'm watching yeah it's like they completely <laughs> just disregarded everything so okay okay yeah it's interesting but yeah um Oh my god, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, it's always sunny. Trivia yeah, night. Trivia the, night, Emporium. Yeah, yeah. There you uh-huh. go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then before that you were talking about your experience at ground control. Oh yeah. Um well for sure let's go to Emporium one day. Down. Yeah, no. Totally yeah. down. Yeah, let's do it. Yes. And uh just ground control is a nice it's a nice bar. It's a nice place to visit if you're having uh if you're on vacation in Portland. So Cool. Great video game bar. Um, I give it a ten out of ten. It's pretty. It's solid. Oh no, I give it an eight out of ten because the food was terrible. <laughs> I was gonna say like, why would you give it a perfect score? That's I impossible. No, <laughs> obviously not. So if they had better food, it probably would have had a higher score. Sorry, mm-mm, ground control. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> and um, yeah. So what did you do in Hawaii? Before we go, we might as well just talk about Black Friday together. So. Yeah, uh, Hawaii was cool. It was 80 degrees every day from the moment we landed to the moment Ugh. we left. That was amazing. I only wore shorts and slippers like like most of the days. Um, food was really good on Thanksgiving. Surprisingly, I thought there was going to be a lot of Hawaiian food. There actually wasn't. It was a lot of turkey, mashed potatoes, Jollibee fried chicken, cookies, biscuits. Oh, even Jollibee's there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was surprised by that too. Um, <laughs> so it was, really, it was a really traditional Thanksgiving. It was really nice. I got to see my family. Got to see extended family that I haven't seen in a while. Um, yeah, and I had a really good beer there. Oh God, I forget the name of the company, but I remember it was a mango beer, and it tasted really good. There was also a mango beer. Yeah, and there was a guava one, and there was a pineapple one. I'm like, man, this is like Hawaiian juice. It was great. It was a gold stand or something. I forget the name of it, but it was really cool. Um, I, I want to find out where to get that because I don't know if we can get it in the mainland. I think that might be a Hawaii-only thing. You have a few options. So they have Hawaiian Islands Brewing Company. They have Ono Brewing Company. They have Kona. Am, am I... No. Any... The company mm. was like Gold Standard? Gold something? I remember the, the, the company had the name Gold as the first word. Okay. But... I don't remember 
after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was really good. Um, Thanksgiving was awesome. Um, I spent lunch with extended family, but after we went back to my folks' place and we had ribs and rice and salad. Oh my God. And I was all home cooked. It was amazing. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. On the morning of Thanksgiving, we watched the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade. And <laughs> and it was like, it basically felt like I was at home, like in my hometown again, watching it. I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. But it kind of got weird after a while because I looked outside. And I'm like, man, it's like so hot and it's so tropical. And I look at the TV and it's like really cold in New York. Everyone's all bundled up. And I'm like, <laughs> wearing like a T-shirt and slippers and shorts. I'm like, wow, this is a... Uh, this is a lot different than I thought it would be. Um, no, <laughs> I I think I ate a lot in uh, while I was in Hawaii. I think I ate too much. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of really good food in Hawaii, but I think I gained a couple pounds from um, spending Thanksgiving in Hawaii. Don't get this me wrong. Week. Yeah, I, lo- I loved I loved being in Hawaii and eating a lot, but I'm like, ah, my my health is taking a toll. <laughs> Uh, when I got back to work, I lost everything that I gained in Oregon. I. I I felt so shitty on my flight back. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, man, I need to go on a fast or something. <laughs> so I feel better now. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you threw up everything. I was like, oh, oh no, no. It was more like a, I'm bloated. I ate too much. What am I doing with my life? Yeah. Yeah. How could this happen to me? I know. How could this happen to me? Yeah. I feel it. No, I I ate malasadas. I ate like Korean barbecue. I ate like Hawaiian stew, turkey, mashed potatoes. I ate a lot. Like every day was like huge portions of food. God and I think my, my I think my stomach expanded a little bit, but at the same time, like I felt good. But of course, after I felt like really bad. Like oh man, I have to go back to my yeah. my job, and I have to look like this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. I'm gonna I'm gonna start, you know, losing weight. Just um, spend one day only drinking tea and you'll already like you'll lose it all. I promise you. Yeah, I need to um, do that. I need to cut back on a lot of things. Got to cut back on coffee, especially. I wouldn't say I'm a coffee addict, but uh, I drank a lot uh, at work the past couple weeks because I would like wake up like super sleepy and I'm like, I need some some pick me up or something and I would drink coffee. But I needed to stop doing that. So the interesting thing is that technically coffee is a diuretic. It is, yes. So, wouldn't uh, is it just affecting your like food habits? I'd say kind of like it doesn't make me hungry until later. Okay, got it. It's, like it kind of affects my stomach. Yes. So I gotta wait until like an hour or two later before I start to get actually hungry. Got it. But overall, I think it's okay. I mean, I just want to cut back on coffee a little bit and start drinking tea. Um, but yeah, how was your Black Friday? Did you buy anything? Did you... All right. So you know how... So I was going into Black Friday thinking, oh, I'm not really going to get that much. I, I know exactly what I want to get. I I should be okay. But then I don't know what it was, but it was maybe when when, when I was parked in front of Target and Best Buy that all of a <laughs> that all of a sudden like I was overcome with like an emotion of oh god what am I gonna get here? <laughs> it's as if I forgot every like I disregarded everything that right. I 
had going into and I was just like, oh my god, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I here? There's no sales tax. And then at that point, let's just say it was game over from there. Ooh, you caved in. I caved in. I have two con- two new controllers. Yay. I have um I have No Man's Sky now. Yay. And then I have God of War. Ooh. I know. I caved in really badly. I wasn't even going to get it yet. <laughs> You're like, ah, I don't even there. know when I'm going to play this. <laughs> I never do this. I never buy games in advance and like not really like they're on a backlog because I don't like the idea of having a backlog. I'd rather just like have one game and then just buy when I'm done. Like, yeah, I don't even know when we're yeah. gonna play God of War. Like, I, yeah, like I, no, I totally. Now it's now it's just there. I don't I don't know why I bought this, guys. I don't know why I bought this, <laughs> Jeremy. Like, I don't know <laughs> why this is here. It's in front of me right now. You're so. like, it's staring at you. You're like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> yeah, like what are you doing here? Oh. I don't regret it though because it was only seventeen dollars and it was actually seventeen dollars because I was in Oregon. Nothing wrong with that, but uh, at the same time, there's a lot of things wrong with that. Uh, you know what? Just just be happy with it, but just know that you're probably not going to touch it for a while. Uh, <laughs> how I am like reasoning this in my head is that there's like absolutely no game that's really coming out in the first six months of 2019 and that should be okay right right yeah yeah the way i like to think about it is everything i play is between yakuza games so until the new yakuza game comes out then i'm like all right this will keep me tied until the yakuza game comes out that's how i think of things yeah but i mean if you have other stuff that you're playing which you obviously are then just leave it to the side for now. Just let it, you know, let it keep it in the shrimp. Stare crowd. at me. Let it stare yeah, yeah. at me. Just like, yeah, let Kratos stare at you. Just like put it down, you know, face down. Like, like don't, don't look at me, you know, like that. It's not even, it's not even just Kratos. It's his son. <laughs> his son's like, will you play with me? You're like, no, go I away. I can't, I can't right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I can't believe I did that. Any oh my god. Okay, and then I I did I tell you I got two controllers. Yeah, you said that. You got okay. You, you covered that. Online, I got oh. So one thing I just wanted to say really quickly, I was originally gonna get No Man's Sky on Steam. I ended up getting it on PlayStation because it was like only seventeen dollars again. <laughs> seventeen dollars again. <laughs> yeah. No, but like online during the Steam sale, I was surprised it was not discounted at all. It was full priced. Oh. Huh. So that's why I was like, oh, this is weird. The game and then is like also, three years old. Yeah. And then also on the place, and I also checked the PlayStation store because I wanted to see if it was just on sale and I could just avoid the, um, you know, avoid buying a physical copy. And the PlayStation store version of it, I forgot was either, it was also still full priced or it was like twenty nine ninety nine. And then at that point I was like, oh, it's so cheaper and like, you know, like a f- physical format. Okay, fine. So, <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's what happened. I ended up getting on Steam, I got um, Stardew Valley. Nice. Even though 
it wasn't on sale. It was only eleven dollars. I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> that's fine. That's actually how much I bought mine for. Yeah, it wasn't on sale. Yeah, why the hell was this not on sale during? Oh, oh anyways. I shouldn't be upset over this. Uh, you have it now. <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. say anything. You already bought it. You can't return it. <laughs> it was. It really wasn't that bad though. I like because the thing is, I thought Stardew Valley was twenty dollars. Yeah. And then when I saw that was only like eleven, twelve, I was like, oh, okay, that that's fine. This is acceptable. Yeah. I okay. I also bought The Sims Three Late Night, and that was. I don't remember how much that was, but that was cheap. That it was very reasonable for what mm-hmm. I bought. Yeah, that's good. I want to say it was like under seven dollars. Something like that. Okay. And then um, I got, I renewed my PS Plus account. And that was probably, that, okay, that and God of War were probably the best price things that I bought. Okay. This Black Friday. Yeah. I was, I got new controllers, but I was kind of like upset as well because they were, they were on sale, but it could have been cheaper because I know it was cheaper last year for Black Friday. Yeah. I which I didn't hop on that one. I don't know. I was just not wise. I was not wise. And then last but not least, a game that I didn't get but was sold out everywhere that I went was Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Fighters, oh, Fighters wow. Z. It was everywhere that I went. I went to Target. I went to Best Buy. And then we even drove to a game, GameStop. Like, this is, like, whatever the hell was going on, everyone bought Dragon Ball. I was shocked. Yeah. I remember that being sold out everywhere, and I was confused why. Like, I guess people were waiting for it to be on sale for Black yeah, Friday? Yeah, I guess so, because the physical copy for Black Friday was cheaper than the digital copy. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is that I prefer, like, I could buy it on Steam right now. It's actually not that bad on Steam. It's, I don't even think it's that bad at this point. It's just more convenient uh, for me to play a fighter on a controller. So. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. So that's why I wanted the PlayStation copy of it, but I could not find it. It was, like, non-existent everywhere. I don't know where, I, yeah. I think that was bought a while ago. That's fine. I mean, yeah, you still gotta wait, I guess. That's fine. Yeah, true. But that sums up my Black Friday. I will say this is probably the most hardcore I've gone on a Black Friday in a while. Sounds like it, but it sounds like you also got your money's worth. You got a couple games. You have two new controllers. By the way, how many control? How much were the controllers that you bought? I got the controllers for. I, I okay. I want to say that the controllers were like thirty. Five dollars, but I know they were twenty nine ninety nine last year. Okay, hmm. I remember last year they were thirty nine on Amazon each, and so I bought two on Amazon for thirty nine. For sure. I think at other places they might have been twenty nine, but I'm not sure. But that's really yeah. cheap, twenty nine. Yeah, exactly. Bucks? Wow. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was upset. I was like, damn it! I thought there was going to be a twenty nine ninety nine deal for some controllers. It didn't happen, but it's okay. Yeah, but you still got them. Do you have four controllers now? I have four controllers now. Cool, cool, cool. Anyways, well, I'm not upset that I impulse bought God of War. How was your Black Friday? <laughs> I actually didn't go anywhere for Black Friday shopping per se. I'll yeah. get into that in a little bit later. But 
So the night of Thanksgiving, after we ate dinner, I was kind of browsing Amazon and I was looking at games that I wanted to buy. In my mind, I was like, all right, I'm going to buy Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I'm going to buy Final Fantasy 15. I'm going to buy Mad Max. I'm going to buy Kirby All-Star Allies. I'm going to buy Okami. I'm going to buy Sonic Mania. I'm going to buy all these other different games. But actually, I didn't buy any peripherals. I didn't buy any PS4 games. I didn't buy anything on Steam. I bought three games for the Switch, and they're all digital. And I mentioned this before. I'm going all digital on Switch. And then the three games I bought on Switch are Shovel Knight, which is a lot of fun, by the way. Shovel Knight's awesome. Oh, um, nice. And you can play co-op, and I'm playing co-op with my brother right now, and I think it's 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 so hard. The game is kind of difficult, but we're having fun. <laughs> um, Shovel Knight has a huge following, too. Yeah, and I've always been interested in the franchise simply due to its retro nature and the characters and just everything about the game looks really cool. Um, so I'm glad I finally picked it up after two years of wanting it. Mm-hmm. Um, for a system that I think is worthy of taking on the road and doing, like, mobile gaming in general. Oh, definitely. Uh, um, I bought Sonic Mania on the Switch. And I bought Okami on Switch as well. Yes! I'd say of the three games I bought, I'm probably farthest in Shovel Knight and then Okami and Sonic Mania. So after I bought all three games on Black Friday, technically Black Friday morning, um, I was I booted up Sonic Mania and my dad was watching me play. And he's actually the one that gave my brother and I the Sega Genesis when we were younger. And we grew yeah. up playing Sonic the, Sonic the Hedgehog for Genesis as well as Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And so the first level of... Sonic Mania is Green Hill Zone, which is the first level of any of the original Sonic the Hedgehog game. And he looked at it and he's like, this is a new game? I'm like, yeah. He's like, why does it look like that? Why does it sound like that? I'm like, well, you know, it's like based on the old games. And he's like, oh, but why would you play that? I'm like, I'm like, okay, dad, how do, how do I explain this to you? Like there's a whole market for this kind of thing. And it just looks like that. It's not it's not the actual old Sonic game. There, there are ports of that. And so I was like kind of telling him, you know, the history behind it, like, you know, the, how the game was made and why it came to existence and how it's a sequel. And he, he, he understood it, but in the beginning it was just kind of funny how he was like, why does it sound like that? Why does it look like that? Like, it really does look and sound like the old games. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, wow, that's that's cool. He he thought it was the, the original Sonic the Hedgehog, but then I told him, no, this is actually a whole different game. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my brother was watching me play Okami, um, and that's really cool so far. It's It's a really beautiful game. Um, and last but not least, Shovel Knight. My brother, and I, my brother and I are playing Shovel Knight on Switch co-op. It's a lot of fun. It's it's like a side-scrolling platformer with RPG elements, and I think that um, I want to finish that game with him soon. But I don't know how deep I'm going to go into the game yet, since I am trying to finish up Kiwami Two, and I want to um play these other three games but i need to play them in a certain order because i don't want to play them all simultaneously uh, and then i'll just get confused <laughs> yeah um but yeah no i did it's most hard of my shop- playing games simultaneously oh yeah no i mean i feel like and, yeah and take it from me who's been playing simultaneously for the past month and a half Nothing it's hard to keep up with <laughs> yeah i'm i've always been a one game one person 
or one game at a time kind of guy. I'm not game one game one person. Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I, I've been a one game at a time kind of person. Like I want to f- play a game over time, finish it, and then move on to the next thing because I just feel like I'm multitasking too much when it comes to video games. And Same. I've I mentioned this before. I think we both agree, Lisa. Like we kind of want to enjoy the gaming experience and enjoy the story, the characters, and like just the assets, the art, the music. We want to enjoy everything about video games. So there's really if you do it. If you do too much at once, then you're not going to really appreciate all the little details. So it's also so hard to keep up with the controls because you get you get immersed in one game, and then if you switch to the next game, then you have to get used to a different set of controls too. Yeah, I remember I was playing Uncharted and also Just Cause at the same time. So. These are both third-person action games, and I'm like, shit, which control was for what again? Like, I was pressing the wrong button. Like, I'd throw a grenade at myself on accident, stuff like that. So <laughs> I think it's it's better that, for me personally, that I just play one game at a time. For sure. Um, but overall, I did all my Black Friday shopping online. I didn't really go to any stores. I Like, for actual shopping for myself, on Black Friday proper, my mom and my brother and I, we went to the mall, and we... Um, like just perused all like the, the small shops, like looking for stuff for other people, but maybe finding, trying to find something for myself. Like we went to Uniqlo, we went to PacSun, we went to like all these different surf t-shirt shops in the mall. It was really cool. It's really cool to see like the Black Friday deals. A lot of people... Uh, a lot of stores in Black Friday do like buy one get one fifty percent off kind of thing. A lot. Of, I, yes. I noticed like quite a few stores are doing that, and it's a really cool incentive. And I think that there were a lot of people who really wanted to capitalize on that. And it was super crowded at the mall, but it was a lot less crowded than I thought it would be, which is kind of interesting because the night before, the news people were like, "Oh my god, we're we're gearing up for this Black Friday crowd." Like. Like let's let's make sure that we have all the right security measures, and then like they're they they cut to like someone at, at Target. They're like, oh, we're here in front of Target, and there's only three people waiting in front on this Black Friday. <laughs> it's really funny. I will tell you the reason why. Go on. Uh, Black Friday this year started on Wednesday. That's true. A lot of the deals they made on Wednesday and on Thanksgiving Day, a lot of stores opened at five o'clock. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. So it was it, it it like started earlier than you could ever imagine. But I also think that Hawaii just isn't like that as far as the Black Friday culture because they were like we're going to prepare for all this massive crazy people getting all these good deals but then there were only like a handful of people just sitting on their phones in shorts like waiting yeah. for the store to open and then when it opened they like just casually walked in and then they <laughs> on the new, on the news and then they cut to um people fighting and screaming over stuff and then on the bottom it says like chattanooga tennessee and then they're like well that's in tennessee away from all the crowds in hawaii when there are no there are no crowds in hawaii <laughs> i was like okay, okay. this is interesting <laughs> so black Friday in hawaii isn't as crazy as the other states and this is my first time experiencing kind of a more relaxed and chill black friday um, yeah it was cool i mean there weren't a lot of people, you know, climbing over each other, killing each other to get like all these doorbuster deals. Um, and my final note about Black Friday is that we went to GameStop just to see what the deals were. There was like almost no one in GameStop. And I just find it interesting that when you think of a GameStop employee, you kind of like can, can like picture that person in your head, right, Elisa? Yeah, I know. There's a there's a there's a stereotype of, or like yeah. a, a type, you know, that you imagine. Yeah. 
even in Hawaii, those people were there behind the counter. I was like, wow. Oh, you guys, okay, you, you okay. people are like, you, uh, these kind of gamers are everywhere. I was so surprised by that. <laughs> I'm like, their skin is so pale. Like, don't they go out in the sun? I guess not because they're busy playing video games. No, they don't. They don't go out <laughs> in the sun at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my whole experience at uh, Black Friday in Hawaii. Very nice. Nice to and, uh, be in a chill environment. Yeah, and I, I really like that about Hawaii. Like every everyone's pretty chill in Hawaii. Um, I mean, it kind of reflects on the business practices in Hawaii and the culture of it. And so it was really nice to be in a more relaxing shopping mood as opposed to people like going crazy over these candles. Yeah. But uh, I kind of talked about what I'm playing now. Um, I'm kind of fin- trying to finish up the Kiwami bouncer missions. Um. I'm going to start Shenmue soon. Uh, and again, I'm playing Okami, Sonic Mania, and Shovel Knight. But I'm going to focus on Shenmue and Kiwami at the moment since uh, those games have been kind of in my bl- backlog. And one of them okay. is almost done. I have to ask because I always confuse this and I, o- I never remember the answer. Is Hollow Knight and Shovel Knight related? No, they're two different games. I believe they're they're both platformers. That's correct. Uh, People like to consider Hollow Knight a lot closer to Dark Souls. Okay. People say it's like the the shovel, the Dark Souls of Shovel Knight universe. Oh, I don't remember remember the saying, but basically, it's a it's a two D platformer, not well, two point five D platformer that is a a really hardcore. Um, Shovel Knight's a lot more forgiving. And um, I'd say that Shovel Knight has a lot more lighthearted feels to it. Hollow Knight, I haven't played it personally, but from the videos, the reviews, uh, gameplay screenshots that I've seen, a lot, it's a lot darker tone-wise and uh, just look visually. So I think that they're two, they, they are definitely two different games. I believe there may be like two different studios. Okay. Because I think Yacht, Yacht Club Games is the one that makes... Um, Shovel Knight and Shovel Knight's, I think, the only title they've released so far. Um, and I forget who makes Hollow Knight, but it's another studio. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I touched on kind of what I'm playing right now. It's I've been pretty busy and uh, uh, Thanksgiving was just last week, so I really haven't had any time to sit down and start playing video games. But it they're on my list and this weekend I'm going to start to play some. But what about you? What have you been playing so far? So this, so obviously I wasn't playing that much because um, Thanksgiving, but I was kind of mixing it up. I I was playing Red Dead a little bit, but I will talk about Red Dead uh, more next week because I'm actually going I, this weekend. I want to try the Red Dead online just to see what's up, um, but I don't have any major updates on Red Dead. And I didn't go into the storyline. Um, I actually went back to Monster Hunter World for cool. a lot of this week. And I kind of re- so I restarted playing Monster Hunter World. If you remember the whole Gamefly uh, betrayal. Okay, with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. So I have a copy of Monster Hunter World now. I've had a copy of Monster Hunter World for a while. I It's just that after I bought that, I think Yakuza Kiwami 2 came out, so I stopped playing that. So Yeah, that makes sense. So 
I went back to Monster Hunter and I kind of, I like forgot everything. So I actually just straight up deleted my stuff and I restarted the game because I wasn't that far anyways. So it didn't, it didn't really matter. So I just restarted the entire thing. And yeah, I forgot how fun this game is. So I'm going to continue playing it more and like get far and then probably play some um, online battles too to level up. But man, I'm... I'm having such a good time with Monster Hunter World. Also, I oh I f- completely forgot this was a thing, but oh man, what kills me about Monster Hunter World is the fact that you can't pause this game. Oh yeah, that's right. So if you need to go to the bathroom, if like someone's calling you, if <laughs> if you like you're hungry or you like you need water, you can't yeah. pause at all, and it which is like inconvenient in certain points especially like if you're in a battle and you're like i gotta pee wait but i can't right now (laughs) the the only safe havens are towns right correct hubs yep correct okay yeah so and the thing is is like you can't like even when you're in the town the game never pauses like you you see my idea of pausing is i press a button and a menu pops up and the game freezes. Right. The game goes on when the menu goes up. Sounds about right. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I forgot. Like, I completely forgot this was a factor. Right. So uh when I now when I play when I play Monster Hunter World, I, I allot like two hours of my life because <laughs> Yeah, you're like, all right, my food's here, my water's here, I'm ready. Food- I know. <laughs> because like ideally the situation would just be like Oh, I'm in battle. Oh, I'm thirsty. Okay, pause, walk away, come back. But I can't. The clock's ticking. So Yeah. Yeah, I ah. feel it. It's 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 stressful, but it's fun. I I am enjoying it. I also changed up um my cat. So Oh, nice. Um I changed the ears of my cat or my calico. It used to have, or not calico, palico. It used to have pointy ears, and now the ears flop down. So, what's random uh, the- tidbit that I'm excited about? What's the name of your cat? Rico. Oh, that's cute. Yes. yes. Like so- the girl in Terrace House. Oh, that's <laughs> I'm right. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just- it's a weird joke. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so my Rico is spelled with a with a C. Oh, that's better. Yeah. And I'm enjoying that. Uh, no major updates because there's not really much you can update um, in the beginning stages of Monster Hunter, especially because I re- I'm replaying it right now, but it's fun. And then I actually went back to Kiwami 2 for a little bit. Hey, welcome to my turf again. <laughs> I know. So I I, made, I did it for a, a few reasons. Um. So, one, I wanted to try and get Haruka's trust level up to triple S. I'm working just, on that, too. Just for the fun of it. And then, two, I I had, like, this random... I had this random challenge that I did for myself. Like, how fast can I beat this boss? Because, you know, you were pretty OP when you went into yeah. the final bottle. Not bottle. Battle. And... <laughs> And uh, for me, I felt like I was standard. Like, I would be what the average person was when yeah. I went into the finale. Yeah. And, I, and a part of me was like, huh, 
in defeating or in defeating the boss, like how quickly could I do this? So I actually leveled up quite a bit. And by the way, by doing Haruka's trust thing, I leveled up pretty quickly. And okay. I was and then what I did too was uh was um I finished all of the the weapon uh tutorials. So all the DVDs that you have to buy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that too. Cause I did a lot I basically did all of Kamaki's stuff and I did all of the street battles, but I didn't learn any weapons. So I decided to learn the weapons and I ended up getting some OP weapons like from the locker room or the lockers. And then one thing that before you get to the rooftop of the final battle, I bought myself a demon fire blade. Ah. And legit, Jeremy, I think it took a total of four minutes for all three levels of the final boss <laughs> to finish. Yeah. Um, and then, and yeah. I was like, wow. You mean to tell me that I could have bought this fire sword and I would have finished this in f- less than five minutes versus less than like 15-ish minutes, 15, 20 minutes a lot, like the first time I played it? I was naive back then. But. Well, let me tell you this. Have you been to Camille Works, the guy that sells the weapons? Yes. You see, that that's what I was doing. So you could always buy the the Dragon SP gun that has unlimited uses and unlimited ammo. And that final battle will take you 30 seconds because Damn. you just stand in the corner and you shoot him and every shot takes out half of his health bar. And you just Amazing. do that. You just, you just spam the triangle button and then you're done. So all the bouncer missions that I'm doing, I have the Dragon SP gun. And everyone in front of me just like dies immediately because the gun is so powerful. I'm so powerful that I just one shot will will kill everyone. And but bosses take like twenty seconds tops to kill because I have to like sit there and shoot them over and over and over again. But I'm at a point now where I'm facing some really really OP bosses that are immune to weapons, and it sucks because they can always one shot me. There's a dude with a rocket launcher that shoots like ten rockets at once. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that was- that's ridiculous. Did you have you fought the Amon brothers yet? Oh, I never go that far. Cause... Okay. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, show. That's they've shown so up twice hard. in the gameplays. Yeah, so I'm struggling with that, but the weapons really do help in general. Like every yeah! boss, like the gun. Like I'm telling you, you got to buy that gun. I think it's like 10 million yen. You got to buy that gun, that dragon SP gun. Oh my god, it'll make everything easier. Your life will get so much better. Yeah. <laughs> It was uh. so nice having one. I, I feel like it's I've never really used weapons in my Yakuza plays. Just by like traditionally I just don't use weapons. Except for Zero when one of your wep- when one of your defaults was a baseball bat. But Right, right, right. But now I, I'm like really open to oh man, I love battles going really quickly. Honestly, same here. Like I I wasn't open to the idea of using weapons until post game of Kiwami 2. Like mm. to your point, yeah. In Zero, I only used the bat for for Majima. I didn't really use a lot of weapons as Kiryu. And yeah. then in the first Kiwami, I didn't really like using weapons. I I liked using the fighting style still. And then in Kiwami Two, I'm like really open to using all these weapons. I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. Also, in Six, I didn't really use weapons either, mainly because I just felt like 
using my fists was a lot cooler for Kiryu as a character. Uh, but this time, like, bouncer missions, when you start doing them at the club, Elisa, holy crap, they'll they'll go by super fast when you have, like, the lightsaber, first of all, is the strongest weapon in the game because it has unlimited uses. It's a sword. It'll kill dudes, like, really fast. Yeah. Um, and the gun is a close second because you don't have to move. You could just stay there and shoot things. So nice. Great. It's so nice. It's like, where were these when I was fighting those tigers? Like, like where were these guns? Okay. Uh, it's amazing because the the tigers and the guy with the blades on his shoes are some of the dumbest battles in this game. So like, it, they're really cool, but as a like seeing them is really cool. But as a player character, you're like, this sucks so this much. Is stupid. So going up the elevator and defeating the boots guy in oh. like twenty seconds was the most satisfying shit ever because the first time I did it. I thought I was going to use all of my restoratives on this guy and I thought I was going to die. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was wonderful. But you, but you did it. You did it. I did. I did it. And <laughs> also so the triple S for Haruka's trust is dumb as shit because how the hell do you play virtual on? Like I get to oh. the I get to the third level, but whatever the hell that third level is, I I I can't win. Yeah. What's the secret? I don't know. I don't know I don't, what the secret is. I haven't gotten that far and I really don't want to. <laughs> Haruka yeah. could stay sad. I don't really care. Bingo golf too was dumb, but I, I I figured it out though. Bingo golf take like when you figure it is one of those things where when you figure it out you figure it out, but if you aren't figuring it out, it's terrible. Which is what I went through for a little bit, but that's okay. But virtual on, oh my mm. god, is killing me. <laughs> I just want to look at her and be like, pick another game, damn it. <laughs> Why yeah. do we have to play this one? And I'm just like, you don't want to play virtual fighter? God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so upset sometimes i hate haruka sometimes i'm like you brat how can you have me play virtual on yeah so you just look at her like in in a few more games you're gonna get pregnant and it's gonna be bad (laughs) she's like (laughs) she's like like, what you're like oh nothing anyways let's continue anyways (laughs) (laughs) but that that is everything that i'm playing Um, I'll have more Red Dead updates as well as some Monster Hunter stuff next week. And then I want to get into, I want to start Stardew. No, for sure. Let me know when you feel more comfortable in Stardew and we'll start a farm. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so moving on to news, something I want to bring up is what um, uh, Kev was it Kev that mentioned? No, it was uh, PJ Sucks One Hundred Seven in our Discord. Um, that uh, kind of funny games is showcasing something about the Yakuza franchise at their kind of funny games showcase on December eighth. So everyone be prepared for December eighth. It's going to be something really interesting. It is from... a Saturday. That's correct. Yes. So that's gonna be kind of. And cool. also, like, okay, I have to ask this: how how did kind of funny get the authority to have a a secret reveal for from Sega of all people? 
I don't know. Are they bigger and- Yakuza fans than us? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really though, like I don't know if they play Yakuza. Like that like my first thought was Huh, I don't even know if these people play Yakuza, and if they do, then I'm just ignorant, like, you know, ignore me. But at the same time, I was just like, really? That's weird. Kind of funny. Personally, I actually don't follow them, which is kind of ironic since they're based in the Bay Area, specifically San Francisco. Um, But I actually don't follow them on YouTube or any social media platform in that manner. I don't think they play, yeah. But it is astounding to me that they somehow got that deal or they somehow got yeah. that somehow some, they have some connection to sega maybe it was because of their previous you know dealings with sega and ign or whatever but yeah no yeah. i think it's um uh, it's really interesting that they're of all the people they're the one to do it i know i wish it was someone else <laughs> i have yeah. nothing against i have nothing against kind of funny it's just i don't really follow them personally so i'm not sure how they got it but at the same time i'm really cool that we get to see something from the yakuza franchise yeah I used to follow kind of funny games in the beginning, and then I fell off when they had the huge fallout. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, if you remember that. And I remember that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then after that, I stopped following them. But Yeah, you know, you just grow out of things. Yeah. And, yeah, good for them, though. I mean, like, it's cool that a, that a non- a video game journalism site got that announcement so that's cool aren't they video game journalism though it's like they're independent video game journal like how i like to describe it is you have people like kotaku and like ign uh GameSpot, and they are video game journalism because I actually think they still write articles. Uh yes, definitely. Where you have indep- like I and but I think like the more smaller video game journalism companies that I that would include like kind of funny and whatever, I don't think they write articles. I think they're only just video and social media. Okay, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, good for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the um, only news I Red had Dead on my end. To... It's independent of what we're both going to talk about. Say that one more time. This is the only thing that I wanted to talk about. In- independent of uh, the Game Awards that we were going to talk about. But was there something that you wanted to talk about before we talk about the Game Awards? Yeah, a few things that I just want to read out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2 Online is live. Um, I'm going to play it this weekend just to see what's up. And yeah, just to let everyone know. Um, so No Man's Sky... Conveniently, as I bought No Man's Sky, it turns out there was another patch that fixed war things. Wow. So Good. so this patch is called Visions, the Visions update. So things are going on there too. So I'll probably play No Man's Sky at the end of December. Um, cool. Cool, cool, yes. cool, cool, And then, um, so this, I think, is a couple weeks old, but I didn't realize this happened. And I just wanted to talk about it bre- or like just mention it briefly. Yeah. But uh, PlayStation pulled out of E3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah. Which is like interesting because I feel like the point of E3 is PlayStation, Nintendo, and Microsoft. 
Yeah. As the three. Huh. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. And then if it it's in also what I also find interesting is they canceled PlayStation experience this year, but that doesn't mean that they're canceling it for 2019. So a few thought and the th- and another thing is the reason they're pulling out they say the reason they're pulling out is because they have nothing to announce but the thing mm-hmm. is is that PlayStation is not just gaming announcements they're like a legit hardware console right right so it actually so just a really quick conspiracy theory i think the reason they're pulling out is they're going to put more focus on their own event next year and try to be like a blizzcon like not try to be like a blizzcon but just like the idea of having your own branded convention yeah i think so too but at the same time you know bad publicity is still publicity so i'm not saying that this is a bad thing i'm just saying that we'll see what happens in the future with we if they're still going to participate in e3 in general um, if they're gonna have their own like huge convention and just keep doing that without E3's involvement, I don't know. You know, it's 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 all up in the air right now. Yeah, and I also like I find it fascinating that this is happening as E3 has opened up to the public, too. Right, right, right. So there there's a lot of things happening in parallel that I can see connected, but I guess we'll see what happens. All I know is that this is like. Now that PlayStation's gone, like Xbox and Nintendo have the entire, like almost have, like, they have so much real estate now. I know. Like, they're going to be sharing it and they're going to be like, they're going to be all over E3. Yeah. Like, they could like go balls to the wall next year. That means there's going to be a lot of expectations about what they're going to have. I know. Exactly. Unless they pull out too. Hey. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So moving on to the Game Awards, which is coming out on December 6th um, in the evening. Uh, the nominees were announced. Shout out to um, Jeff Keeley. Yes. That's Shout it. out to Jeff Keeley. <laughs> perpetual host yeah he's he's doing it he's got he's got it on lock um yeah the game awards the the nominees were announced game of the year i don't want to go through everything but i do want to talk about game of the year because yeah it's an an interesting list and i was mentioning this at least earlier and i think it's actually controversial i think i think a lot of people would disagree with some of the games on this list yeah so we'll read it out quickly uh assassin's creed odyssey celeste God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2 are all under the Game of the Year announcement. Yeah, I'm really surprised about that. I'm surprised that Celeste is on there. It's a game that I own. <laughs> I uh, So I actually think it's really cool that an indie game is on this. I think so, too. Was Cuphead nominated for Game of the Year last year? It probably was. I feel like there's always like mm. a, I feel like there's a always a sleeper hit 
that yeah. gets nominated. I feel like Cuphead may have been that one last year. I'm looking. Um, Cuphead was Cuphead not nom- was not nominated. Yeah, I yeah. just I I just looked that up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah was not nominated for Game of the Year, which I thought it was interesting. It was uh it won Best Art Direction last year though. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and Best Independent Game. That's cool. But yeah. Good job, Celeste. Yeah, damn. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool because Celeste is up against all these other AAA titles. I know. Which, like, two... Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to end up. I, I, could see, I could see all of these winning Game of the Year, to be honest. Yeah. I, maybe... I don't know about Assassin's Creed. I feel like... I don't know, actually. Oh, Assassin's yeah. I don't Creed know. Okay. It. I don't, I haven't played Assassin's Creed. I don't Same. know. Don't at me, people. <laughs> don't at me. But I am surprised this is on this. But I also acknowledge that this is not like other Assassin's Creed. Like they've completely like, or not completely removed themselves from the original Assassin storyline. But I know it's like vastly different. So, yeah. yeah. I, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't know either, but I I don't I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is pretty fair. This is pretty fair game. I feel like last. I feel like last year, like everyone wanted Zelda to win, but now, but this time is like, huh? I can see a. L- I can make a good case for almost all of these games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I I haven't played all of them, but I could see them winning. Yeah. Um I, I can't w- Huh? I uh, I want to say that uh I think it's really cool that A Way Out is also nominated not for Game of the yes, Year, I but saw on that. this list. I think that's really cool cuz as I mentioned in a previous direction. podcast, my brother and I played quite a bit of A Way Out and it was a really fun co-op game. Yeah. That was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, if you want to see the rest of the nominations for the Game Awards, go to www.thegameawards.com slash awards, and you can see all of this year's nominations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things and people nominated, and uh, come December 6th, we will see what happens. Yes. Um... Who do you think is going to win this? Oh, for game of the year? Yes. My heart says Celeste, but I do think Red Dead Redemption might do it. I think Spider-Man's going to come out with the Dark Horse win. Oh, that would be interesting. And this is... and um. Honestly, this is purely from a lot of, like, I think a lot of, like, really, like, hardcore storyline gamers are probably going to argue between Red Dead and God of War, just based off this list. Yep. But 
I think overall, I have heard more people enjoy Spider-Man than um, God of War and Red Dead. Yeah. In terms of in terms of pure fun. I think so too, and that's kind of the vibe I'm getting simply because Spider-Man as a character is more lighthearted, um more fast-paced. Yeah, yeah. And the game the game seems like it's 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 gained in nostalgia for a lot of people that played the original Spider-Man games on the PlayStation. Yeah. So, you have that crowd, but you also you also have the new crowd that wants to see what this game's all about and everyone's calling this the best Spider-Man game ever. So, yeah. and honestly, I, I, I can see why. I, I've yet to play it still. I'm going to pick it up hopefully soon, but. Yeah, I, I really want to play that game too. Yeah. If that was on sale, like the actual copy was on sale, I would have gotten that over God of War. Yeah, I feel it because I, I looked at the price. God, like, why did I get God of War? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why did you get it's God of War? It's still staring at me right now. Yeah, yeah, put it down. Don't look, don't look at it. Don't look at it in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that Spider-Man was only bundled on Black Friday. Yeah, I don't really... I wasn't really about that. And that's yeah, probably... That's I mean, one like of the we, reasons why I didn't pick it we up. We don't need... Yeah. I already have a console. Why do I need to buy it again? <laughs> you buy it as a gift for someone and you're and they're like, where's the Spider-Man? Oh, oh uh, it didn't come with it. Huh. <laughs> like, oh, it's... Uh, you know, some, maybe, maybe someone stole it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me, though. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, um, I'm I'm actually gonna go with the minority, and I I'm gonna s- say that Spider Man somehow pulls out a win somehow. I will. What I will say though is what my heart would would like to win is I would actually like Monster Hunter World to win. I knew you were gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, nothing I would, wrong with that. I think there's just something nice about a. Like, I just think that it's just a solid game, and I don't think a game of the year needs to have the best storyline either. It's a great, it's like, like, I love storyline games. You all know that I love that, but Mm -hmm. I don't think a, I, like, it's not a, it's not the only factor is what I'm saying. Yeah. And Monster Hunter World is more of a multiplayer story is what you make it kind of game. Yeah. It's definitely more of a in uh, it's multiplayer independent, like build yourself type game. Yeah. But it's like, so. Oh, what'd you do today? Oh, I went over here and I killed this monster. And it took me like 30 minutes or an hour. And yeah. like, that's, that's the kind of stories that you'll hear from this kind of game, yes. you know? And it, and again, yeah, like to your point, it's not really story driven, but it's more of the story that you make yourself. And I think that's really cool and unique. And, like you said, like you can make a case for any of these games to be game of the year. So yeah. there's like there's a lot of little tidbits and secret and spider secrets in Spider Man. There's a lot of unique experiences in Red Dead Redemption Two that people come across. Um, you know, there's the, yeah. the n- narrative aspect and the feeling of God of War. There's Assassin's Creed, the hardness of Celeste. Like it's just there's a lot of things, you know. And whatever comes out in the end probably deserves it, but we'll see. So I know you vote for this, but how much does your vote count? Like, is is the voting actually one hundred percent of the final winner, or is there actually a you know like the Academy? Is there actually like a board that counts for like say like a percentage of the vote? I am not sure. I want to say that it's half and half. 
I want to say that I want to say that the people do have a say in this game. Otherwise, why would they these games be nominated? Because it's actually yeah. the people that nominated these games to be in the categories that they are in. Mm-hmm. So if the categories are judged by what people nominate, then that would have to mean that the winners are also judged by what people um, what people vote for as well. But it it makes sense. I mean, I I could be wrong, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Whoever's listening. Yeah, um, I'm like we'll doing see. I don't a know. quick search. Wikipedia might tell you. Okay, interesting. The there's it's based off of I don't know the percentage, but it's one based off of um, player votes, and two it's based off of a voting jury, a worldwide voting jury, and this jury is um video journalism places around the world so like for example in the united states like game informer is part of the jury ign's part of the jury polygons but yeah like pc gamer is part of the jury wow okay that's kind of cool so this is interesting so waypoint waypoint the vice one is yeah so it's video journalists i see so they have a say as well as the gamer people do as well yeah so i'm i i would say you're probably right it's probably 50 50 that makes sense it, yeah. it's only fair yeah um but yeah i guess the last thing i just want to say about game of the year is i think it would be cool if god of war and red dead redemption 2 did not win right but i could totally see them winning <laughs> yes exactly like they're like i can see them winning completely but, but it would be cool yeah. if they didn't yeah, and I, I'm not be... saying that because I hate the games. I'm saying that because, damn, this list is like pretty like solid. Yeah, and... this list is stacked. Yeah, so. But I really do want Celeste to win simply because it's the only game of its kind in this list. Yeah, and uh, you know, even Cuphead wasn't nominated last year, so. Yeah, they gotta have the indie representation. Yeah, so th- that's really awesome. questions if you want to ask us a question uh go to our discord uh you can go to our website www.downtime.live um the discord link is there and then any platform that we have our podcast streaming platform and youtube you can write in a comment on just the videos and contact at downtime.live is our email and for this week we have um, a comment from Hooded Dude Hooded regarding Dude. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. And he says, I finished RDR 2. What a game. I haven't had any problems with bugs or anything. Glad you're enjoying it. So did I. Definitely recommend taking your time, Elisa. Arthur's story is really something great. I am definitely taking my time on Red Dead. Like, it, like it, it, It's definitely not following my traditional route of like, I'm just trying to finish this game in like a month. <laughs> this is probably gonna be like a February game for me. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it right now, February. Calling it right now, February. Don't at me. <laughs> I rocked the handlebar mustache paired with five o'clock shadow for the whole game. <laughs> nice, nice, very nice. Looking that prospector awesome. look. <laughs> I know. Looking awesome in a three-piece suit. 
if you have any questions at all or need any tips, ask me on Discord and I'll be sure to help you. Spoiler free, of course. Yes. And also, like, I don't think I've even reached... I I don't think I've reached substantial storyline yet. So, I mean, it's everything's substantial, but it's just, like, I haven't reached the, like, like, turning point where you're, like, gung-ho into the storyline yet. So Right, right. Yeah. Did you get to the island yet? No. Okay. I I don't even play the game, and I know about some certain story beats, but um, I, that's cool. Yeah, I don't think I'm on the island. I'm like, oh, part of me is like, am I on the island? And <laughs> you know, hold on, let me just see the name of of this. I'm not okay. on the island. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yes, I am not Hooded, on the island. <laughs> Hooded dude, thank you so much for your question and comment. No, it wasn't really a question. It was more of a comment. Yes. And then on podcast uh, questions in Discord, uh, Tengu uh, just made a comment. I have an update for last episode. Ubisoft decided not to censor Rainbow Six Siege. And then he just listed an article that says that they didn't, they ended up not censoring it. And that I don't, I guess that means they are creating a separate China version of the game. Yeah. Wow. They did a whole like 180 on this whole situation. I wasn't even, I wasn't even, I'm kind of surprised they addressed it altogether. Uh, so. a, a lot of fans probably, you know, cried out about it. Man, this is like the year of complaining and something's actually done about it. <laughs> I think a lot of developers have learned from other developers' mistakes. I know. Maybe everyone's on edge because of Telltale. That is all, that's actually a huge factor in my opinion. No one wants to get fired right now, especially because the video, like getting a job in the game industry is so delicate. And yeah. it's always, um, you never know when you're going to lose your job. That's actually, <sighs> yeah. that's actually, I think, I think you hit it on the nail, Jeremy. It's everyone's super on edge because of Telltale. Yeah, I I can, I can see it. And, uh, Harkening back to a couple previous podcasts, I talked to two developers, not developers, they were producers in the games industry, um, Darren and Casey, and they were kind of explaining how they bounced around from different companies. And when you work in the games industry, it's really normal if you you know like go from one company to another in a short period of time. So, I mean, it's not normal in outside of the games industry, I'd say, like for at least for job wise. But yeah, tying it back to the Telltale thing, like. A lot of people went through Telltale, and I'm sure Telltale had a really high turnover rate because of the amount of work and yeah. um, the amount of people that worked on these games. But it's just, it's again, I don't want to go too much into it, but it's just, it's really sad what happened to them. And I think a lot of people took notice, and they're trying their best to, you know, keep their standards high, but at the same time retain the talent and the folks that work on these games. Most definitely. But yeah, um, if you Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Before we end this podcast, I forgot to say, um, I saw the new Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh, me too. Oh. What'd you think of it? <laughs> I actually didn't like it. <laughs> Wait, I I'm liked... sorry, did you say you did or didn't? 
I did not like it. I liked the first okay, one. Okay, can more. we talk? Okay, Jeremy, can we talk about it, please? Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Anyways, yeah. we're we're gonna stop talking about video games right now. Yeah, just on a quick tangent. Um, Elisa, I have to say about that movie. That movie was all over the place. And okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> go on. Go no, on. Yeah, I'm glad you agree with me. Okay. Everything that they did at the end can of the first about, movie. Can we talk about? Can we? Can we? Can we talk about spoilers? By the way, can we just? All right. If okay, you're listening cool. now, we're going to do a mini spoiler cast for Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. If you have not seen the movie, you can sign off right now. Yes. Um, okay. Really go to downtime.live to visit our website. Go to our Discord. Ask us questions. Anyways. <laughs> that yes, was a, okay. That was a really fast thing. Okay. So the movie was all over the place. I did not like how they left everything at the end of the first movie and threw it in the trash at the beginning of the second movie. Jacob was obliviated and now he's fine. Grindelwald was captured and now he's free. Like those are just two of the huge examples I saw from the beginning of the movie. But I was like, what the fuck? The the, the storyline was scattered. Um, Credence's reveal did not feel dramatic at all. Yes. Um. Oh God. Like the locations were cool. The magic was the coolest thing. The special effects and the magic effects were the coolest things about the movie. But and the honestly, char- there wasn't really that much magic in this movie. No, 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 yeah. no. Totally. The but the the whole character arc with like what's her face Lestrange girl and her brother was weird and confusing um everyone was like a paper thin cut out of their previous character there wasn't a lot of depth to them um it was just there was a lot of running around and going to places that didn't make any sense from a narrative perspective um yeah no there was this I could go on but I want to hear your thoughts too okay so man where do I even begin okay so the first thing that I want to say is that I watched uh, Grindelwald with my family for Thanksgiving, and I actually watched Fantastic Beasts for the first time two weeks ago because I knew we were going to watch this movie on Friday. So what did you think of the first one? I actually enjoyed it as a solid... It's a solid action magic movie, and I think that... it's God, it's crazy. So... Um, and I don't know the character... I don't have the character names down. Who is the British character with the red head? With the red hair? Uh, the main character. That's Newt Scamander. Scamander. Okay, there you go. There you go, Scamander. Okay, so Fantastic Beasts 1 was just a very solid, like, a very, like, solid, like, lin- like not, like, it is. it was linear, but it was just, like, you know, British magician- um, it's sorry, like, it's British fun. wizard. Yeah. yeah. Sc- it's a Scamander. fun, like, Harry, po- Harry Potter-esque yeah. movie. He he comes to the U.S. bringing a beast he wasn't supposed to bring, and then like now it, it it's un- revealing all these beasts, and then it introduced yep. like some plots for the upcoming movies. You know, yep, like very yep. typical intro movie, and I like like it was very fun. I liked it a lot, and Jacob yeah. was actually probably my favorite character. Yeah, hey, me too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he was totally my favorite character. And then yeah. who's the girl with the hat again? Ugh, short uh, hair por- hat. Uh, Tina Porpatina. There you go. I liked her. Like, you know, like it was it was fun. It was really cool. Yeah. Man. It did not feel like Scamander was even a main character in the second movie, first of no. all. No, 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 no. I don't even know who the main character. I felt like Grindelwald was the main character. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I feel like the movie tried to make Scamander the main character, but Grindelwald felt more of the main character. But then there was also Credence. There was Nagini. There was the brother, the brother of Scamander. There was Newt Scamander. There was poor Patina. Like they had all these different threads that were, that were setting up for a sequel or like several sequels. There's supposed to be five movies total, which amazes me because I'm like, this movie was 
too too much. It was just there's a lot going on that was just too much for the movie. They went from a nice linear intro introducing all the characters to there's too many storylines happening at once and I don't I don't even understand what's going on anymore. Yeah, exactly. And most of it I just don't care about. Like I yes. really don't care. Honestly, like I want you to continue what you had in the beginning and not go to like some oh, this is World War Two is gonna happen. If we don't stop the humans, World War Two is gonna happen, Hitler's gonna come. I'm like, I don't care. I don't I really don't care. I wanna see some cool magical shit. I wanna see wizards fighting other wizards. I wanna see like like magical beasts. The the, the yeah. series is called Fantastic Beasts. Like I want to see more of that. Where were the beasts in this movie? By the way, uh, nowhere. Like, there they had were the little, like the nibbler things. Any the little, beasts? Yeah, they had like a little nibbler jewel ceiling things. They had like the little skinny like tree dude. Like they're ah oh, yeah. The, the, they were just the rehashes from the first movie that really didn't move the plot forward. Yeah, and I will say. um one of the things that annoyed me in terms of the storyline was the reveal about Credence. And it, and because, okay, I feel like, and you know how I feel about plot twists. For any given plot twist, I feel like there needs to have been one foreshadowed thing where you can rewatch the movie and realize, oh shit, that was the foreshadow point. Yeah. Where, like, I feel like they pulled this out of their ass to the point that I, to the point that I, al- I almost think that, like, I wonder if Grindelwald is, like, lying because how the hell did we get, like, to Credence being a freaking Dumbledore? Yeah, I feel like he's lying too. Because at the end of it, I literally said out loud, and he's like, oh, your, your people have, the Phoenix comes to those in need. And out loud, I was like, no, fuck this. Like, I literally said, like, no. I was like, what the fuck? No, fuck no. Like, I was so mad. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, that no. Was, man, that was, like, such a terrible... That was a horrible reveal. Like, you... Like, if that was done properly, like, that would have been an epic reveal. You know what I mean? Like, if you... Yeah. Like, if they did this movie right, but they didn't. And this goes back to my first point when I said, like... This movie kind of undoes everything that was at the end of the first movie. Credence supposedly died at the end of the first movie. Yeah! And somehow he's alive. And that bothered me so much that he was alive because I honestly don't like his character. I think his character is boring, paper thin, and just useless to the whole plot. And they're trying to make him the center of the plot. Like, oh, we have to find this boy. He's special somehow. Why is he special? We don't know. Only one person knows. And he might die. We don't know. I'm like, this is so stupid. I don't care about this Credence guy. Like, just I also feel like I should have. Yeah, I also feel like I should. I should have cared more about Nanjini, but I didn't either. Like, like almost every new character that was in this, I couldn't. Ugh, it was so hard for me to care for. Yeah, it's like and, oh, Credence and Nagini. Oh, they're together. I'm like, I don't care. Can we move on, please? Yeah. Oh, and then I feel like the only character that like elicited an emotion for me was queenie and it was literally because at the end of that movie i was like queenie you're so fucking stupid <laughs> yeah yeah seriously i was like oh my god so dumb she can yeah. she can die in the next movie yeah honestly yeah i mean i like jacob still i think jacob still the, oh the no queen. i i that's yeah i actually really i still like i came out of here liking jacob still yep. like that was fine i came out of here thinking 
did they like downgrade Scamander's character? Like I was really shocked yeah. he was like barely in the movie compared to a lot of the characters. Yeah. Seriously. Like I felt like he definitely wasn't the focal point of the movie and he was just no. there. Like he he just helped the plot move forward, but he wasn't the focus. And it's just yeah. like, oh, you have a brother that works in the ministry. Oh, you can, you know, do some magical detective work. Oh, Dumbledore wants your help. That's cool. Oh, Jacob's yeah. here. Hey, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. I want to see a movie yeah. about Jacob. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll go on your uh on one of your points. I can't believe this is going to be five movies. That's that's fucking sucks. Yep. I like I uh, actually when this movie ended, a part of me was like, is I wonder I thought there were going to be three movies and the third movie would be the last. And then the fact that there's going to be five, which means that that means like six more years of this yep you is... thought that there were only going to be three movies actually there are three more movies <laughs> it's like why oh my god so dumb I hope, I hope i honestly hope that credence dies in the next yeah. movie because yeah. i just don't care about his character and i just want to see more fantastic beasts yeah i just don't care either and he sucks yep <sighs> this was just terrible this was like a really bad st- movie storyline yeah unfortunately jk rowling has all the writing power for this she wrote the screenplay and so whatever she says goes and she wrote the screenplay yes, i thought she, she wrote did. the book so the book is more of an encyclopedia than an actual novel and the first movie is loosely based on the book but the first movie is actually written by her and i thought it was penned a lot better than this movie because this movie was trying to be a lot more than it should have. It could oh, it bit yeah. off more. The second movie bit off more than it could chew. Yes, agreed. And I'm not satisfied, but I know there's going to be a few more. I just hope to God that this the next three movies are a lot better than this one. Me too, because I, I I really really liked the first one. That was just like a fun solid movie, and the fact it kind of turned into this was really disappointing. Yeah, it's like trying to go with a Fast and Furious route. It's like, oh, this is a fun movie about street racing and all these people are really cool and they all have import cars to let's go rob a bank in Brazil. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? What's going on? What are you guys doing? <laughs> oh my God, that's a, that's a very accurate... <laughs> uh, can't wait for Fantastic Beast 3 Tokyo Drift. Hey. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But we'll see. I I think I hope I do hope that the next three movies do elaborate more on the wizarding world because the first one was really cool to see the American Society of Wizards. Yeah, and, there and were so really, many yeah. cool things introduced in the first movie. Yep, and I'm like, they're going back to England, like I don't, or like Europe in general. I'm like, I don't want to see Europe anymore. Like I I I'll, if I want to see Europe, I'll watch the first eight Harry Potter movies and I'll be like, yeah. all right, I'm done. But I want to see more locations. I want to see like Asia in the Wizarding World. I want to see more of the Americas because I think it's really unique. And they have an opportunity to do this, but they just don't do it for some reason. I know. Jeez. Uh, all right. Well, I'm done with that rant. I, I Same here. Let's go to I sleep. Gotta... I'm actually tired. Yeah, me too. This Talking about this makes me tired and I'm crashing because of the coffee. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <sighs> Anyways. Good night, everyone. This was the 80th episode. Hey, bye bye. Peace.